0: Hi everyone, this is Danny.
1: And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up.
0: Starting right after this song.
2: There's a long, long trail The wind in to the land of my dreams Where the nightingales are singing And the white moonbeams There's a long, long night Till my dreams all come true Till the day when I'll be going down My dreams all come true till the day when I'll be going
1: afternoon everyone. You are listening to a live broadcast of the Looking Up program here. It's coming to you from the Hunter region on Wednesday the 6th of December. Can you believe it? We're there already and we're so glad that you're tuning in, joining from wherever you are. We have an exciting program for you today. We have a special guest in studio but uh, let me introduce to you the team as we have it here. We have our wonderful Pastor Danny. Good to have you here. It's
0: great to be here. I'm so excited and looking forward to this afternoon. It's going to be huge, epic 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 times 100
1: doesn't it sound like every week (laughs) (laughs) and we have our wonderful producer shell here as well Hello. <laughs> Amen. And we have a guest in studio today, Noamiko Madden, joining us all the way from Canada, but he's here live in studio. So welcome, Noamiko.
3: Good mate. <laughs> I, it, I, I promise you, he's from Canada. <laughs> it's, it's been rubbing off on me, so I got to use it, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got a lot to go through today, but, uh, Maybe, do you want to share with us what we're going to do today, Pastor Danny, for our listeners? What have they got to look forward to? Oh,
0: well, today, there's it's a, it's an action-packed uh, program, so we have, as you said, Miko here in the studio, and we're looking forward to hearing from him. We're going to be beginning by taking a look at what's been making headlines from a prophetic point of view, and obviously, COP28, we're in the center of that, and there's... Um, huge prophetic mm. statements that have come out um, in the last couple of days or so that we want to be highlighting as well as um, yeah, the Middle East and how that is also playing into the end time scenario of Bible prophecy and a whole bunch of other things.
1: That's right. We're going to have an update on uh, current events even from Canada. Oh yeah, From absolutely. a Canadian perspective today mm. and then um, is actually here. He's sharing at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. He's sharing a series of meetings called The Faith Reset and he's going to share a little bit of his testimony on today's program. But the end of our program today, our Bible study segment's actually going to be about UFOs.
0: Wow, as in UFOs. Yeah, yeah. As is in the things that fly.
3: Those UFOs. <laughs>
1: so,
3: the other name for them are UAPs. Oh, Unexplained Aerial Phenomena. That's ooh. a new name for okay. them. Wow. Yeah.
1: And uh, you gave me a little preview before, but uh, is there any biblical basis for this subject? Oh, 100%.
3: Wow. You're, you're Prepare to, oh, to be uh, surprised. Okay, yeah, it's in okay. the Bible. He's
0: actually been taken by aliens <laughs> into <laughs> a UFO. Phone and he's well, going to share uh, from his experience.
3: I've seen some huge, weird houses
0: before. Huge, but I don't huge. know about that. <laughs> that escalated. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. That might be fake <laughs> news, folks. Um, that yeah. might be misinformation well, and disinformation. With
1: stay with us to hear the true story. <laughs> amen. amen, amen. Um, our number here, if you'd like to contact us or have a comment, question is 0488 817 624. You can text us your comments or questions. But right now, we want to listen to the Gams family, which are going to bring to us this song For What Earthly? Reason, and after that, we'll continue with our current events as they relate. Music Gums family for what earthly reason and this is the Looking Up program. We are so excited that you are joining us today because we've got so much to talk about. And in this segment we want to address the current events that are pointing us very clearly to the soon return of Jesus. And these these are signs that we take right out of scripture. And, uh, yeah, I know Pastor Danny's come. I can see him. He's shuffling all uh-huh. of his um, <laughs> his evidence. <laughs> He's got lots here. There's a pile of paper here. <laughs> it's
0: getting larger and larger. <laughs> so
1: maybe, Pastor Danny, you want to wanna kick us off? All right. The, uh, okay. Yeah,
0: me. thank you. Thank you, Charissa. Um, so let's, let's turn our attention to COP28, mm. which is taking place right now as we speak, and it ends uh, next Tuesday. They're in Dubai time, which will be, I guess, uh, Wednesday our time. So next Wednesday we'll be able to give a a, a more uh, broader rundown on on where things have gone and some of the decisions that have been ultimately made. But it's fascinating. We mentioned this last week that our friend Pope Francis um, was not able (laughs) to attend due to, you know, falling ill, the flu, Mm -hmm, I guess. mm -hmm. And so he put out a statement that was shared by his uh, right hand man, Cardinal Secretary of State of the State of Vatican, Petro Parolin. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he shared this incredible statement and, um, I'm I'm telling you, it was just mind-boggling just reading it. And, you know, I literally need to buy some new highlighters. You can see how much I've highlighted from this four-page statement. You have
1: studied it carefully. I have. Mm -hmm. And
0: and the things that I've highlighted are in connection with what the Bible literally says. Mm -hmm. And so as we know, we've we've mentioned this in the past, that uh, according to Bible prophecy... Uh, there are two powers at the end of time that are going to unite in order to bring about a new world order that the entire world will jump on board. And that, of course, is the Roman papacy. That's that first beast in Revelation 13, um, that will receive its power and authority and its, and, 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 and all that it will need, um, to lead the world in this new world order by the United States of America, which is that lamb-like beast, mm-hmm. that second beast of Revelation 13. So, with that in mind, this is, this is what Pope Francis, um, this is what his statement shared, and people can go online and they can they can read it. This was just absolutely mind-boggling because it connected with that book, The Great Controversy, that we have been sharing on and everyone really needs to read. You know, a vision that God gave to to, to this woman, um, this Christian author of this book, The Great Controversy, back in 1858. Wow. So over 150 years ago, The Great Controversy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to first of all read a little of what, of what uh, Pope Francis shared, and then I'm going to compare it to what we talked about last week. Literally, we shared these words last week. Mm-hmm. He says, sadly, I'm unable to be present with you as I had greatly desired. This is Pope Francis. This is what he's writing. This was what was read to to the delegates there. Even so, I am with you because time is short. I am with you because now more than ever, the future of us all depends on the present that we now choose. I'm with you because the destruction of the environment is an offense against God, Hmm. a sin that is not only personal, but also structural, one that greatly endangers all human beings, especially the most vulnerable in our midst, and threatens to unleash a conflict between generations. All right, before we go on, so he's saying that, this destruction of the environment is an offence against God. Hmm. All right? Hmm. And hmm. that so climate and change
1: that, is a religious issue. Exactly. And that there's
0: going to be a price to pay. Now, hmm. last week, last week we shared from this book, The Great Controversy, page 590. Listen to these words, hmm. okay, in connection to that final worship showdown. And then the great deceiver will persuade men that those who serve God are causing these evils. Hmm. What are these evils? She's talking about destruction of the environment, natural disasters going out of control, completely Hmm. out of control. She says, the class that have been, sorry, the class that have provoked the displeasure of heaven will charge all their troubles upon those whose obedience to God's commandments is a perpetual reproof to transgressors. All right, now listen to these words. It will be declared that men are offending God by the violation of the Sunday Sabbath.
4: Wow. Mm,
0: mm, I'm telling mm, you. We just read mm, that. mm, I'll read it again. (laughs) This is what Pope Francis says. He says, I am with you because the destruction of the environment is an offense against God. This was declared.
1: So so he copied the book. He's literally
0: copying the book. He's plagiarizing this book (laughs) that comes from a vision that God gave Ellen White or oh, a.k.a. he's following the script. He's following <laughs> the script. Let, let me keep reading. Mm-hmm. Okay. It will be declared that men are offending God by the violation of the Sunday Sabbath. You could put it there in brackets, at the Climate Change Summit COP28 mm-hmm. by Pope Francis. Mm-hmm that this sin has brought calamities which will not cease until Sunday observance shall be strictly enforced and that those who present the claims of the fourth commandment, thus destroying reverence for Sunday, are troublers of the people, preventing their restoration to divine favor and temporal prosperity. Mm. And then the author goes on and she reminds us of what happened in the days of Elijah. Okay, There was a climate change issue in the days of elijah it didn't rain for three and a half years and you can read about that in first kings chapter 18 and guess what the bible says and it came to pass when ahab that's the king of israel saw elijah that ahab said to him are you he that troubles israel are you <laughs> the cause of the problem mm. and notice what elijah says no it's not me but you and your father's house that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and that you have followed Balaam. Mm, okay, The mm. commandments of God were front and center mm-hmm. in that in that climate in in that climate showdown on Mount Carmel mm-hmm. three thousand years ago, and the commandments, the Sabbath being at the right. heart of that commandments are going to be at the very center at the end of time. Again, right. yes. Nothing new under the sun. Right, you're right. So, what do you want to say on that, Miko? Before I share <laughs> a couple of other things. No,
3: it's you're 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 right on target. And and I mean, what's interesting is if you go back to the Bible, you see it follows a similar pattern to what happened around the crucifixion of Christ. Mm. So, the first approach that they took to Christ was that he was. Um, they said we should put him in jail because he's a religious leader. He wants to be, you know, this this. He's blaspheming, basically. Mm. And then they realized the Romans don't care about that, mm. right? So they're like. Okay, no, it's not. It's not religious. It's sedition. Mm-hmm. He's trying to be a king, mm-hmm. and so they came with a secular reason to mm-hmm. try to get rid, rid of him. Right? In 1888, most people don't know this, but in the, in the United States, they tried to pass a National Sunday Law on religious grounds. Mm-hmm. It didn't work, mm. right? Because they said, "Listen, the Constitution is there. The First Amendment is there to to stop any religious laws." So now, the second reason that have, people have for a Sunday observance is climate. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're, they're saying, "Oh, what well, we should have." Um, uh, driving free Sundays and, mm-hmm. and the like, you know, and so that's what it looks like. It looks like they're they're making that second attempt, which is the one that typically goes through because it's a secular reason, not a religious yeah, one.
0: Absolutely fascinating. And let me just share a few more thoughts. How, how are we going with time? Good. Okay, we've got plenty more time. Let me share a few more things here from 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 his um, from his statement right. that was read out to the cop to the cop delegates. He says. And, and he's quoting, he's quote, so he quotes he quotes a lot from La Dato Deum. That's his, you know. Most recent. Yeah, that's his climate encyclical 2.0. Mm. Mm. So he quotes a lot from that in there. He says, this is a global issue and one intimately related to the dignity of human life. Mm. Okay. So he's saying this is a global issue. Wow. Miko, have you got <laughs> Revelation there, brother? I can pull it up. Pull it up. Mm-hmm. Revelation mm-hmm. Um, 17 verses 13 and 14. Okay. Okay. This mm-hmm. is a global issue, and we discover that the Roman papacy will lead the charge at the end of time. He says, while you're pulling that up, he says, To all of you, I make this heartfelt appeal. Let us choose life. Let us choose the future. Mm. Gets, that's a quote out of Deuteronomy chapter 30, yeah. verse 19, where Moses says, I am placing before you life and death. Yeah. Mm. Choose, choose life.
3: life. Wow, wow, wow. So, um, and the implication, I guess, there is that he's saying he's God. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's the one who's going to issue the, the punishment, His... as opposed to what the Bible saying God is the one who's going to issue the punishment. His... It says that he shall destroy those that destroy the earth, not like the people. Absolutely. You
0: know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Before before you read from Revelation 17, let me share with you another statement here. Any any Any... <laughs> Mentions common home, common home, common home, all the Mm -hmm, way through, mm -hmm. and that's the common good, the good for all. Okay, that's this global good. Mm -hmm. He says, and he's quoting again from *Laudato Deum*. Okay, page, uh, sorry, paragraph forty-two. And he, and he continues, he calls, and he calls the people brothers and sisters. Mm. And really loving and really kind, which mm-hmm. is good. No, nothing wrong with that. We all, we all ought to be kind and loving. But he goes on, he says, he shares, our world has become so multipolar and at the same time so complex that a different framework for effective cooperation is required. It is not enough to think only of balances of power. It is a matter of establishing global and effective rules. Mm. Mercy. He's saying we need global and effective Mercy. a global government type of mm-hmm. institution. Wow. Recently he said the United Nations is past its use by date. Wow. Because the United Nations makes decisions and countries are like, yeah, whatever. Hmm. You know?
3: What and a convenient way to get around constitutions, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he hmm. says
0: it is essential to rebuild trust, which is the foundation of multilateralism, which is globalism. Mm. So do you want to read Revelation seventeen? Verses 12 and 13, because this is what the Bible said 2,000 years ago. Yeah, go for it. So it says,
3: And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast.
0: Mm. So who's the beast? That's the Roman papacy. papacy. And who are the ten kings representative of?
3: The powers that they're basically, the powers uh, going to that is being given over to them.
0: It's, it's the world leaders, isn't it? Ten, yes. Ten a symbol of global. Mm-hmm. And so these are the world leaders that are giving their power and their authority and they're asking the, the Roman papacy to lead the charge. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is what's taking place in unambiguous language. And guess who is leading the charge? He was supposed to give the opening address.
3: The
0: Pope. He was, exactly. Yeah, he wasn't there. Um, before Before the Paris Climate Agreement mm-hmm. 2015, who came out with the climate statement? Pope Francis, Papacy, yeah. who addressed the United Nations before they voted through the SDGs or the Sustainable Development Goals, the 2030 Papacy. Agenda, Papacy. he gave the opening address. I watched mm-hmm. it. You can watch it on YouTube. There was a standing ovation at the UN. Mm-hmm. He spoke for almost an hour. Yeah. Who's, the, who's the only world religious leader that's that's had the the, the privilege and the honour of speaking to a joint you know, session of Congress, session of Congress mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the nine Supreme Court justices there in the front row, right? Yeah. I mean, it all, it all adds up. So what mm-hmm.
1: you are saying is, Bible prophecy is something people should get into. Oh, I right am telling the you, I am telling than you, ever
0: this Amen. is this is incredible. Let me share with you a couple of other things here that that were really really interesting from from what he had to say that I have highlighted. He says, he says that um, where are we here? Um, uh, no, that wasn't it. It was right here. here. Here we go. He says, listen to this. He says, and he's quoting from La Doto Deum as well. He says, um, uh, now there is a need to set out anew. Okay. He's just talked about Paris, but he's saying now is a, is, a, is a new day. We need to begin anew. He's saying, may this cop prove to be a turning point, demonstrating a clear and tangible political will that can lead to a decisive acceleration of ecological transition through means that meet three requirements. Here they are. You ready for this, guys? Yep. You're holding on to your seats? (laughs) They must be efficient, number one, obligatory. Uh Uh-huh. That's like... Causing. (laughs) And readily monitored. And readily monitored. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Um, and he goes, and he goes on and says, and, and achieved in four sectors, energy efficiency, renewable resources, the elimination of fossil fuels, and check out this last one, and education in lifestyles that are less dependent on the latter. Mm. So we've got to educate people in a new way to live, mm. new lifestyles. Wow. Because this, speaking of cultural change, this ecological conversion
3: Interesting. needs
0: to be more than just numbers and stats and facts, we need to be We need to be willing to change our lifestyles. Interesting. And what's the seventh day Sabbath all about?
3: Lifestyle. lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm telling you, this this Mm. is just amazing. Um, He goes on, he says, the remedy is good politics. If an example of concreteness and cohesiveness comes from the top, he's talking to the leaders, this will benefit the base. Okay, the everyday Joes, where many people, especially the young, are already dedicated to caring for our common home. Okay, and then I've got to share this. Please let us move forward and not turn back. It is well known that various agreements and commitments have been poorly implemented due to the lack of sustainable mechanisms for oversight, periodic review, and penalties in cases of non-compliance. Wow. He's saying we wow. need to have penalties. Wow. Oh boy, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, we've got a minute. I've got to read the last part. Okay? <laughs> yeah, do it. Do is it, it. It's yeah. hard
1: to get a word in on the, this. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs>
0: talking, he talks it's about, okay. He talks about um, you know, Francis of Assisi, his mystical experience in yeah. 1224, yeah. and he taps into that, and he's a mystic himself, Pope Francis. Anyway, and he talks about fraternity uh-huh. and peace. Oh, yeah. He throws all that Three in words, there as well. Yep. Anyway, this is how he ends. I too, who bear the name Francis, with the heartfelt urgency of a prayer, want to leave you with this message. Let us leave behind our divisions and unite our forces. Sounds like peace and safety when they all come together. And with God's help, let us emerge from the dark night of wars and environmental devastation in order to turn our common future into the dawn of a new and radiant day. Wow. He signs off. Wow! This is the new world order, my friends. Mm. <laughs> wow.
3: But it sounds so nice. It's beautiful. But it sounds been, so wonderful. But the problem is we know where it's heading. Yeah, 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 Revelation yeah. 13 tells us it's where it's heading. It's unity on a basis that is not oh, have mercy. Well,
1: we're going to have to continue these thoughts in just a few moments. Right now, True North is going to bring to us a song entitled, Who Do You Know?
5: Well, Elijah proved the test when he said, Let's build an altar." And let the God of the Most High answer by fire. He said, I will sacrifice unto my Lord, and I'll put a flame down under. You can do the same to your God's obey. Now the prophets of Baal were many, he let them go first. And they prayed from early morn till afternoon and just said, you your God on vacation, you better shout, shout a, little a little louder, louder unto him. him. Said if you don't know my, my God, God,
6: who do you, do you know?
5: If you don't know Jehovah, Jehovah then who's gonna save you your soul? You talk about heaven, heaven. Would, you like to go? would you like to go? If you don't then pour it on the wood and where it good. And then pour some on the trench that surrounds the altar And then stand back to see
4: what my God will do
5: Then Elijah looked toward heaven and he prayed unto the Father God of Abraham, make thyself known today And then find
1: sound of Marlita Fong there and you're listening to The Looking Up Show we've got so much to get through still so just a quick uh, little ad break here, we have four copies of a book entitled Alone With God by Matilda Andros as a free gift to the first four people who text in today's code word, we'll release the code word in a little bit later in the program but just to give you a little bit of a heads up this is a book that she says i love 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 this book i read when i initially became a christian and to say it changed my life is an understatement it doesn't have the same impact as the word of god but it is amazing and it helps you draw closer to the lord and also helps you understand and appreciate the importance of having alone time with him so it sounds like a beautiful book alone with god you'll want to be ready for that code word and the number to keep handy not only for the code word, but if you have a comment or a question about the discussion today, please make use of this number and text us on zero four eight 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 one seven six two four. Well, we've talked about COP28, but now we, we should keep going because we've got mm. so much that we could talk about.
0: Exactly, because there's a lot more that we'll talk about COP28 next week. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, so yeah there
1: will be lots more to talk about. We'll talk about, about the
0: Faith Pavilion there and some of the other things that have been taking place. And we'll... We'll, we'll have a better idea of, of where they've landed.
1: Sure. It's going to be exciting. Um, but since we've got Noamiko here in studio mm. today, we should get his perspective on, mm. uh, yeah, how things sit from a Canadian. <laughs> I <know.
3: How laughs> all about. In the... the land of maple syrup, how <laughs> are <thing is>, right? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Oh, man. It's, you know, it's really interesting. I think a, a lot of the world has been watching Canada mm. and we have been watching ourselves because it's definitely been a rough time. Um, mm. Since the pandemic Many people feel like the Canada that they grew up in is not the Canada that Mm. they live in currently. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been experiencing myself, you know, from the different uh, rules that have came down, um, you know, no no flying for the unvaccinated, um, bank account closures. There's a lot of rough things that happened. So, Mm. I mean, you can ask me any questions and be happy to answer
0: well we're we're familiar with the no flying Mm -hmm. and no no going across borders because we had that here in in our country right but the closing of bank accounts now that's something that we never experienced do you want to tell us a little bit about that because we did speak on that item on the show but you're
3: you were there. Yeah. So basically, well, I wasn't at the protests. No, no, but, no. But I thought I saw you in, in the country. hot tub. <laughs> you easy, easy. look like the guy that was in the hot
0: tub. Just, <laughs> no, just careful just with be, those words. Kidding, yeah, no, kidding. no. So basically no, what just happened... Just kidding,
3: just kidding. I mean, no, no. Interestingly, I mean, it was, it was surprising mm. because it wasn't just people who were at the protest. It was people who supported the protest. Mm. If you donated to the protesters, they found your name and, the, and somebody had like, hacked the list. And so they released the list of donors wow. so people could be maligned. And then they took names from that list and said, okay, you're like on those GoFundMe pages. It's exactly, so the GoFundMe pages. you know." And then they closed the GoFundMe eventually. Yeah. Um, some people not getting refunded, et cetera. So it was a really, really rough time. But then, yeah, they, they basically did um, – they, they enforced an emergency act, basically, um, which is typically only reserved for times of war. I
0: think that was the first time that it Yeah, been the very the first era. time. And it was oh, – wow.
3: and, and I mean, there was a very questionable – uh, a debate as to whether it was warranted, mm. you know, and, and currently actually there's a citizens inquiry, which is taking place, which is basically hinting at that idea. That's that's what the report is saying, that it was not warranted. Much of the actions that were taken in response to COVID were not warranted. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, many of us as Canadians are just really almost bewildered because you're like, what happened to Canada? I mm. thought, you know, we were freedom loving. We were uh, a reasonable country, but it just seemed like all the actions were just all about taking doing things really quickly as opposed to really thinking through the actions we needed to take. It does sound
0: a little like a statement that was written over a century ago where the author that wrote the book, the great controversy Mm -hmm. says that the last movements will be rapid. Rapid And Mm -hmm. that's what you've just said. Things happened rapidly. And we saw that with COVID literally overnight. We talked about that last week. Churches were closed overnight, literally. And that's not, you know, hyperbole. So, um, we, we were, yeah, we were watching, um, you know, people, we, we don't have much snow here in Australia unless you go out into the mountains. But, the I mean, Lord. this was, this was the middle of winter mm-hmm. when the truckers were having their yes. protest yes. and that major city, the main city, which is what Ottawa, Ottawa. Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa yeah. The I mean, that was brought to a standstill. Yeah. Um, in the middle of winter, cold snow all yeah. around. And obviously they're used to it. They must have, they must have felt. Very strongly to do something like that because
3: that was very costly to them and to their families. I'm, right. I'm, I'm gathering. Yeah, of course. Um, it was interesting because not too long before that, it was the BLM protests. Mm. You know, and so th- that happened mainly. That were, were mainly in Shell's part of the world, weren't they? Right, mainly in the states, but in Canada as well. You had some BLM. Oh protests yeah, there, there. was. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But it was mainly in the summer. It was warm, and yeah. it was kind of a more fashionably. Uh, a accommodating thing to do, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean, yeah. weather-wise. Yeah. But, like, the trucker protest, in many ways, it was very iconic of the idea of truckers. Because these are, like, some of the toughest, mm. most, you know, rugged people. And they have a statement to make. Yeah. You know, like, when everything else shuts down, truckers are still delivering. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and we have, like, it's been minus 63 <laughs> that's celsius by the way not fahrenheit are, you, are you serious it's is been celsius my, it's been celsius minus, minus 60, 15 minutes away from my house i'm not joking Yikes. so the truckers still operate in that weather right my brain and, would freeze. yeah listen not, every, not th- if i had one listen matter matter basically freezes at that temperature but i'm telling you, you you can't go outside for longer than, well that's with the windshield without the windshield, oh, wow. 57 so oh, wow. not fun but but the point is is that hmm. these people were making such a statement because they cared so much about freedom that in that kind of weather it wasn't that cold all the time time. time but -hmm. they were they were still doing what they thought necessary to let the world know that what was happening in canada wasn't right that the truckers being forced to be vaccinated was not right and so Mm -hmm. you could see that there was they had a greater reason their why was a bigger why than most people um would would be expecting them to have yeah you know for something like that
0: it still doesn't it still doesn't um get into my head Mm -hmm. um can you explain what was the reasoning behind um cutting off the accounts of people who were not protesting, but they were simply wanting to support the protesters, to provide food for them, just, yeah. just their basic needs. I mean, they cared about the truckers, not necessarily because of their cause, but they just cared about them as human beings. They wanted to help someone. Listen. Just like if I see someone in the street, I don't care whether they're Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, atheist, whatever. I don't care who they are. If they've got a need... If they need food, they need some water or whatever, I will provide that for them. I don't care what their cause or whatever it is.
3: How, how did that happen? There were restaurants that were giving out free donuts and they got fined. They wow. had they got their, their, their closures happening to them as so well. So you were not allowed to help to someone by help. giving them food. Yes, mm. yes. Basically, it, it I was, don't get it. That's the wrong. idea was that because they were such a malign group, mm. basically, it was like if you're helping this group that is, you know, hurting the wow. economy, so to speak... Then you're part of the problem. You know, you know
0: what's fascinating. You're saying this, and we just read this statement out earlier um, in connection with that final showdown. Mm-hmm. And um, it will be declared. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reading this actually before that. It says the class that have provoked the displeasure of heaven mm. will charge all their troubles upon mm. those whose obedience to God's commandments is a perpetual reproof to transit. And we read that they will be seen as the problem. Mm-hmm. So if you were supporting. The truckers, in any, way, in any way, you were seen as the problem, Yes, as part yes, of the
3: problem. You were seen as part of the problem. So
0: we've actually had a dress rehearsal <laughs> in Canada of, of what we've been told is going to take yep, place at yep. the end
3: of time, but on a worldwide basis. Oh yeah, the, And the issue will be in connection with worship. I wouldn't be surprised if that was intentional. If they wanted to see the reaction mm. of, the, of the rest of the world and the rest of the community when certain people had their bank accounts closed. You know, because the rest of Canada was watching, and those who didn't mm. have their bank accounts closed, what were they going to do mm. to either help or to to voice a concern that hey, this is this is a breach of freedoms and of rights and, and freedoms? You know, mm. so that was, I think, a, a part of the 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 the, the plan yeah. to see what people would do in response. Uh. Mm.
0: Now, now talking about bank accounts, um, Charissa, I know that uh, Miko, you have an interest in um, in what's sort of been. Uh, transpiring over the last number of years in the area of central bank digital currencies or yeah, CBDCs, right. uh, do you want to share with us a little bit? Where's Canada out? Because there's a, there's a, an interesting article that came out here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, this was sent to me by my good friend Venice. She's mm-hmm. a, a regular listener uh, down there in uh, Melbourne. Feel sorry for you, Venice, but that's okay. <laughs> Someone has to live down there. She left. She left Lake Macquarie to go to Melbourne (laughs) to be a missionary (laughs) Mm -hmm. to the Melburnians, and that's where I'm from anyway. And uh, this was dated December 3, so just a couple of days ago, and Mm -hmm. the headline from uh, news.com.au was Cashless Society Finance Specialist Breaks Down Inevitable New Reality Facing Australia. It says Australia is rapidly moving towards becoming a completely cashless society with an expert revealing what this will actually mean to our country and he basically says within a couple of years or so we will be at the point here in australia of going cashless, completely cashless. And he points mm. out, which we all know, that banks have been closing left, right and centre, especially mm-hmm. in, in the rural areas in Australia. Yeah. Um, what do you call those um, machines where you take money? ATMs. Out. ATMs. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a fancy mm-hmm. name for them. <laughs> uh, ATM machines have been taken out and mm-hmm. so forth. So obviously mm-hmm. the younger generation are, right. are very much
3: cashless on their phones mm-hmm. or yep. on their watches and During so the on During the pandemic, so they basically said, hey, exactly. less cash so yeah. that COVID doesn't right. get passed so, around on So what's cash. your
0: take on that, brother? Because Revelation thirteen, mm-hmm. Revelation thirteen has got a lot to do with dollars and cents. Yes, it does, as we know. Let me just read that for our, our listeners. We don't, we don't assume that everyone's on the same page because some might be just joining us for the very first time. Isn't that right, Sharissa? Always are. We've got people <laughs> joining us for the very first time. So here in Revelation thirteen, it's speaking of this end time conflict and what it will entail. It says um, he causes. This is Revelation thirteen, verse sixteen and seventeen. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor. Free and slave, mm-hmm. so that's everyone yep. to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell right. except one who has the mark of the the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Right. So we know that there's going to be um, economic um, sanctions. sanctions placed upon those who are not willing to go along with this new world order. that mm-hmm. we just read from Pope Francis, he's looking to be part of that group that rolls that
3: out. Exactly. So what are your thoughts on that? I just, I think one of the key things to realize about this is that this really points to the time in which we're specifically living. Mm. There's never been a time when an invention existed where this uh, prophecy could be fulfilled as clearly as it does right now. If they pass the law that says, hey, you can't use cash in 1888, let's say, mm-hmm. then you and I could go to the mountains. We can go to the bush and say, hey, listen, I'll give you a couple of sneakers and then I'll pass <laughs> you some cash and then I, but I, you know mm-hmm. somebody else snuck to me and you can still make the transaction happen. But what's happening now is they're setting up the infrastructure through blo- blockchain chain technology mm-hmm. for all transactions. Mm-hmm. So every single transaction will be monitored. And never in history has that ever happened before. And programmable. And programmable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So exactly. they can program
0: what you spend your money on and yes. what you don't.
3: And what you don't. Or if you can and even spend money.
0: And that's been, yeah. And mm-hmm. that's even been connected like with the climate. Exactly. So if, you,
3: if you've if you already bought your one kilogram of red meat this week. If, if you've taken your one plane flight this year. Exactly. It's too far. You went to Africa mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. No more One trips. way ticket to Australia. You can't you can, go back you home can't until, go back until 12, back home. 12 <laughs> exactly. months later. Yeah. yeah you've you know? used up your carbon credits. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's the type of thing. So I started looking at this and, and back in Canada, they said they're researching it. The Central Bank of Canada was, was yeah. researching it at the time. But then I went to the Central Bank of Canada website in September of 2021 and they, they had job advertisements up wow. for product architect for the CBDC. Wow. wow. So it seemed like they went from, oh, just talking about it to mm-hmm. like, hey, we're hiring people to make this thing happen. Mm. You know, so now, you know, this is the real deal. This is where they mm-hmm. wanted to go from from day one. So do
1: they know when it's going to roll
3: out? Uh, We don't know exactly when it's going to roll out. No. The United States has already kind of said they've done some executive orders on researching it. But we know that this is where they want to go. The Mm -hmm. Bank for International Settlements has already said the convenience of this is just Mm -hmm. – And it is. It is very convenient. It's too mouth-watering. You don't have to worry about losing your wallet. Yeah. Well, and they think that they're going to get an increase – uh, something on the order of 30 to 40% increase in taxes as a result of this. Because now, basically, mm. taxation won't be optional. We'll mm-hmm. see everything, and we'll just automatically deduct our taxes. This is what you know, governments mm-hmm. are saying mm-hmm. thinking is going to be the benefit. But it is, there is no greater tyranny than not having the ability to privately transact.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, when you can't privately transact, literally, when everything that you, you do with your money is seen and tracked, literally, freedom has ended.
7: Well, mm-hmm. That is the
3: end of a society. And, and that's basically what the Bible teaches it basically says that the generation in which that happens is the generation in which the world does end.
1: Wow. That's the thing
3: that most people don't realize. And we're mm. in that generation. Yes, we are. We are in that generation. And Revelation 17 points to that as well. Amazing. And, that, and that's also connected
0: to the digital identity. Yes. Cards. All, so all
3: of it's going to be part of the same Everything's chemistry. gone
0: digital. Exactly. Mm. So as long as you're not with Floptus, or sh- sorry, <laughs> I meant to say Optus. Um, <laughs> you
7: might not know about that. Yeah, you know, did I, you know about that?
0: No, yo, did you hear about this... Um, major phone company in Australia that, you Optus? know, went down.
3: I think that's my main – that's who I got my cell phone, my Australian SIM card with. <laughs> you with Optus? I, I think so, yeah. So far, oh, it yeah. hasn't yeah. let you down. So, yeah,
4: no, not, not yet. But, um,
0: <laughs> but it's fascinating. Yeah, so that really is fascinating. The times we're living in, like you said, the unprecedented times. Yeah. So yes. all these things are converging. It's not one or two things that, you know, the American agenda, you know, the 2025 um, presidential uh, mandate – Agenda.
3: All yeah. these things are converging. People thought that in you know the sixties with the Cold War, mm. oh, this is the end of the world, you know, Russia mm. Gog and Magog. That wasn't biblical. Right now, we have the stages set for Revelation 13 mm. in a way it's never been set Amen. before. Amen, totally agree and with And so you. We, we are basically the last generation based on what we're seeing in the Bible. Uh, Amen, This wow. is so
1: exciting, and we've got still lots more to go, so don't go anywhere. Stay and listen to this beautiful song by Robbie Morgan entitled, Unlearned. And after that song, we're going to hear, actually, no, going to share his testimony wow. on how God transformed his life.
8: treacheries and willfully spurn our false ideologies When will the tallies of the slain Teach us the same blood Runs through our own veins But we study our wars Till we know nothing more Aren't we misinformed? Well, I long for the day I run Children instead of blood run down our streets. When will our insatiable lust for self give way? When will we like children? embrace each other's pain, but we study our war so we know nothing more. Aren't we missing form? Well, I long for the day we are run. We are unlearned. We are unlearned. We are unlearned. We are un.
1: That was Robbie Morgan bringing to us a song I believe he wrote, Unlearned. And you're listening to the Looking Up program. Before we hear Noamiko's testimony now, uh, we want to give away the code word mm. for it's today's free for offer. Yeah, we only have four copies available. And again, the offer is a little book entitled Alone with God by Matilda Andros. And from the description, it sounds absolutely wonderful. So the code word for today is...
0: L-U-23-U-F-O.
1: <laughs> that should be easy to remember. L-U-23-U-F-O. Text that word to zero four eight 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 one seven six two four. And if you're one of the first four people to do so, this little book is coming to you.
0: Mm. And by the way, um, I hope I'm able to say this on air. That's how... how do you say Numiko Namiko, or just Miko for short Miko yeah. that's how Miko got from Canada to Australia oh no one of these (laughs) (laughs) on a UFO I'm telling you I'm telling you
3: first class first class (laughs) we're going to hear all about it we're going to hear all about it fake news ladies and (laughs) gentlemen fake news fake news (laughs) well speaking of
1: uh, speaking of you coming here to Australia you've shared and the Waitara Seventh Day Adventist Church in Sydney Mm -hmm. and now you're at Hamilton and you're sharing tonight Mm -hmm. at seven PM, yes, um, entitled "The Greater Mission," yes. But uh, you shared in both places already your testimony. But our listeners would be really oh, interested to know. Absolutely, how did the Lord work in your life? What's your story?
3: Sure. I mean, I, we can just do an abbreviated version of it. But um, the the long story short is that my uh, my mother when when she was pregnant with me, she dedicated me to God in the womb, but she didn't tell me. And. Life tip for any parents, if you dedicate your children to God, you need to tell them, okay? Because if they don't know and their life starts going left, uh, you need to set them right. So basically, I I basically came out of the womb believing that God was real and that I, I needed to share God. Like it was just, it was like... This thing that was in my heart so heavy. And so I went into public school and I would try to share God, and, you know, people would be like, ah, oh, we don't understand your religion, you know? And, um, so I was raised Seventh day Adventist, right? And so we would talk, sit in a circle, you know, comparative religion, say, what religion are you? Hindu, Buddhist, Baptist? And, uh, they'd say, what religion are you to me? on, Seventh day Adventist. They're like, what? Every day a dentist? What is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, man, nobody knows anything about, like, I what it. I believe, you know? And then, and then like Friday nights, everybody would go to you know the halloween party and i I wouldn't celebrate halloween obviously i like i will never celebrate the devil's holiday on a saturday (laughs) on which is god's day and my friends would be like we don't understand like what do you believe you know and so i thought in grade one i was like why don't we have somebody who's like famous become adventist Mm -hmm. or better yet why don't we have somebody who's adventist become famous Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm gonna be that guy i'm gonna be the adventist will smith That was basically my my thinking in grade one. Yeah, believe it or not. And so I kind of made up my mind that I would be a famous Christian and try to promote Christian values by becoming famous. And I had no idea how I was going to do this, right? Because I was a little kid in like the small, town, well, not small town, but Montreal, Canada. And so my mom's like, yeah, well, you, you can, you know, wash the dishes and then you figure out the acting stuff <laughs> later on, you know? And so I was just like, okay, we'll live my life. And so later on in high school, I, uh, I got into drama and I started to notice that I, I kind of had a gift for imagination. And uh, I would do these scenes and then friends would come and watch the scenes and they would be like, wow, you're like really good at this. And so one of my friends said to me, hey, my sister, she's in a modeling agency. Why don't you join the modeling agency? Because they sometimes do acting roles. I was like, OK, that sounds like a plan. So I sign up for this thing, pay 500 bucks, which you shouldn't do, by the way, um, and I, I joined this agency, and then I don't hear anything for a few months, and then finally the lady calls me. She's like, "No, Amico, guess what? I have an audition for you. And I'm like, are you serious? She's like, yes, finally. She's like, I think you can do this audition, but it's on Friday at 5.30, and uh, you just need to be ready. I will fax you the script. Okay, bye-bye. And she hangs up the phone. I'm like, yes, finally my first role. I'm going to be on TV, get the script, looking at it. I'm like, oh, I could memorize this in a couple seconds. And then I look at the calendar and I see, okay, the audition's at Friday at 5.30 p.m. And I'm like, hold on a second. In November, in Canada, the sun sets about 4.47 (laughs) in November. So this would be after sunset. And this is work. And I'm a Seventh Day Adventist who doesn't work during Sabbath hours, so my first audition is on a Friday. Oh, what? <clears throat> so I call her back, and I'm like, "Hey, can you change the time?" And she's like, "No, I cannot change the time." And I'm like, "Are you serious?" She's like, "I can. not It's up to you." And so I have this major dilemma: Am I going to breach my faith to advance it in a certain <laughs> sense? You know? Mm-hmm. And then I had this dream, basically, where God says to me, like, I, "Like, I basically in my my dream, I like, I win an Academy Award, and I go to thank God." And it's like my voice is muted because he's like, you broke the commandments on the very first step. So you can't thank me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was like, oh, geez, this is the biggest dilemma of my life. And so I literally, I I said, you know what? I can't go. I can't go. And, And all my friends and family thought I was nuts. They're like, are you serious? Like all that money, just one role, you can make enough money to make like a couple months salary of a regular person. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I can't go. So I decide not to go. The rest of my family, they, they, they think I'm crazy. I call back the agent a few weeks later. This number is no longer in service. Please can't hang up your phone and try your call again. This is a recording. I was like, what? Drive down to the agency? She left town. I see four reds on the front of the <gasps> store. Yeah, she left town with the money and everything. And I was like, okay, well, there goes the acting dream. But then uh, a few months later, I did a high school play. And there was a tall gentleman who came up to me at the end. And he had a business card in his hand. And he said, hey, I really liked what you did. And I'd like to represent you. And he sticks out his business card, and I can see from the lights reflecting in the gold lines in the card this guy <laughs> meant business, and he's legit, you know. Just like the wealth is there, and slow motion is coming to me, but I'm triggered, so I'm like, "Hey, first things first, I don't work Saturdays, all right? I need to let you know I don't work Saturdays. Are you okay with that?" And he's like, "Oh, that's fine. I'm Jewish." I'm like, yes, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. give him a hug, squeeze him, <laughs> cut off his circulation, and I was just like, "Thank you, thank you." Turns out. They're part of the biggest agency in Canada, and they actually had offices in Los Angeles. So it was just like a, a perfect shoe-in right away. Uh, I started doing auditions. Things started to build up, and, and it was actually happening. I was actually becoming like a well-known actor. I did my first role with uh, Vanessa Williams... I don't know if you know who she is. No, no, she would have been okay. So she's the first Black Miss America. Okay, so the American Shell, in the room, <laughs> Shell, Shell knows who it. she is, right, right, right. <laughs> so I, it was a Christmas movie. I played, played her brother. Uh, then I went on to do some roles with like Eddie Murphy, William oh, H Macy. Um, I was in a film with. Uh, Oh, geez, I forget the guy's name. Nicole Kidman and a couple others, oh, well. you know, I had a chance to and meet her. an right. girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's an Aussie girl, right. So uh, from there, I basically was like, okay, this is it. You know, it's time to to move forward and uh, started getting more and more roles. Got my first lead role that actually aired here in uh, Nickelodeon, Australia. Mm-hmm. A show called okay. 15 Love. Um, okay. I had dreadlocks in there. They're fake. <laughs> They're not real. They're like, they weave it into your hair. And so... I was thinking, everything is going great, and then uh, the Fox channel, they are like, hey, we want you to come out to move to Los Angeles. It's time to kick it into the next gear. Mm. And uh, the vice president of Cassidy and Fox, he actually came to Canada, and he said, Namiko, we want to see you working. My agent went down, he looks on the wall, he sees three people on the wall, and he's like, there's Alicia Cuthbert, a Hispanic guy, and you, they want to see you working. But right at the same time, I was a youth leader at church, and for some reason I'm getting this impression that I shouldn't go to Los Angeles like I had a, a we, we organized a, a youth meeting and then we all prayed and we said hey listen let's just take a few minutes to listen to what God wants to say to us you know instead of us asking for something we took a few minutes and then I felt impressed that God was saying hey you need to, to stay here you're not going to Los Angeles and I couldn't shake this feeling and I was like why I'm like at the pinnacle of my career it's been five years in and then I start looking through the, the scripts that I was getting in, in LA and it had a lot of cursing and swearing. And I was like, you know what, that's not going to be a reflective of my faith, you know? Mm. So I said, let me just take a time out for now. And so I, I kind of put it aside. Ten days after I make that decision, childhood friend calls me and he's like, dude, we need to talk. And I'm like, yeah, man, let's come on over. Drives to my house. I haven't seen him in like a year and a half comes to my house, bursts open the door. I'm like, hey, bro. He walks past me and he's like, is anybody else in the house? He's like breathing heavy. He's like, let's go into the basement. So he goes downstairs and he's pacing back and forth and he's got sweat beads on his head, sweat under his arms. And he's like, I'm going to tell you something you can't tell another soul. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? What happened to you? And he's like, I left my girlfriend and my newborn son in the city. I quit my job and I left everything that I was doing. And I went up north and I joined a grow up. And I was like, what? What's a grow up? And he's like, I was growing marijuana, dude. Growing marijuana for $50,000 for two months of growing, I would make $50,000. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, everything was going amazing. All we did was just play video games. We just played video games and then watched the plants grow, right? <laughs> it's like the best job ever. He's like, but two weeks before the harvest, I go out one morning. I'm the first one to wake up like at 6 o'clock. All the other guys sleep until like 9 And he goes outside and there's no clouds in the sky, but he sees in one corner of the sky, there's this one cloud and it's shaped perfectly like an angel. Mm. Perfectly like an angel. He said, as the sun was rising, its head was slowly turning towards where he was standing, had a sword in its hand, wings outstretched, chest, abdominals, everything was perfect. He freaked out so much that he runs inside, wakes up the two other guys. He's like, guys, you guys got to come see this. They're like, what is it? Is it the cops? Like, what's going on? He's like, no, 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 come see this. And they're like, what, what, what? And he points at the angel and they're like, what are we looking at? He's like, You guys don't see the angel? They're like, Dude, stop using the boss's stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they think he's high. And he's like, I'm not high. It's too early in the morning. You don't see the angel? And they're like, Dude, you're crazy. And they walk away. <laughs> but I gave him the nickname Paul because of that instance. Remember Paul on the road mm-hmm. to Damascus? Yes, yes. The two guys that were with him didn't see the vision, mm-hmm. right? So I nicknamed my, my, my friend Paul. So basically, after that, a few days pass. And then uh, shortly thereafter, instead of the sound of Uh, My friend yelling, they wake up to the sound of (coughs) RCMP helicopters. The federal police finds the place, swoops down. They wake up. It's the cops. They start freaking out, grabbing their stuff like, you know, headless chickens running around the house trying to hide their ID. And then they're hiding from the window. The helicopter lands. They try to make a break for it. They make a break for it, but the helicopter actually didn't land. It was still operational. Came back on top of them, chases them into the woods. The two other guys go one direction. My friend splits up for them, but the helicopter follows the two guys. Wow. My friend makes it out, and he walks like a day and a half back to the city. And he's like, dude, he's like, I have one question for you. And I was like, what's that? He's like, you were the religious one. You were always talking about God in elementary school. So why did God do this to me? He's like, I was going to go to Vegas. I was going to spend $50,000 on the crafts table. I was going to win. I I had my whole plan. Why did God do this to me? And I was like, okay, have you ever taken Bible studies? And he's like, no. And I'm like, so you don't know God's plan for your life then? And he's like, well, clearly I don't, right? So I was like, why don't we study the Bible? We sit down, we study the Bible, and his life changes, completely converts, marries his girlfriend at the time, and she gets baptized as well. And so it's a complete turnaround. And then we start Bible studying with other people. How much time do I have, by the way?
1: One minute and 46 seconds. Okay.
3: <laughs> and then you'll so, have more time after that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so basically, um, that transforms him. And then he's just kind of like, wow, what is going on? So we start Bible studying with other people and start bringing them into the faith. And it's just a, like, it was an amazing experience because like, I saw God's hand moving. And then God was like, that's why I wanted you to stay back from Los Angeles. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's the confirmation I needed. And then he started pointing me in a different direction with my entire career, but I'll try to share a quick little story that that happened. One one of the things that made it really clear to him, he was like, are you telling me the Bible is saying that I have to like not cohabitate with my girlfriend? Like we can't like, I'm like, what does the Bible say about marriage? And he's like, really? (laughs) And so one night when we studied that, he was paused and he's like, okay. And then he came back to me and he said, and you'll never guess what happened. He says a prayer in the car that night. And he's like, God, I want a big sign. If you don't want me to sleep with my girlfriend tonight, I need a major, major sign. He gets home, right? And first thing that happens after he opens the door, his girlfriend's like,
4: you'll never guess what happened.
3: And he's like, what? She's like, come here, look at this. She grabs his hand. She pulls him upstairs, walks into the bedroom, opens the door, looks at the bed. Huge pile of cat poop right on his side Uh. of the bed. (laughs) The cat literally left the litter, pooped right on his side of the bed. Yeah, yeah, literally. And he's like, okay, I'm not sleeping with you tonight. (laughs) He's like, this happened for a reason, you know? So all of that to say, God just started making it really, really clear that this was the step He was asking me to take. A sign you'll never forget.
1: Oh, wow. Well, there's more. We're going to hear more from Noamiko in just a few minutes. But he's actually also a songwriter and he sings and so he's actually going to hear one of his um, originals right now entitled what if so let's enjoy that together song amen that was uh, Miko no Miko Madden an amen. original what if you if you have an hour this uh, week you YouTube. go on a hundred <laughs> and that is a YouTube ad <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh,
1: yeah just a reminder that this is a live broadcast and we do have I think maybe Maybe have a copy left of the free offer today, Alone With God. So text in today's code word LU23UFO to the number zero four eight 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 one seven six two four. Uh, we have been hearing from our listeners and have been seeing our, our offers go. But uh, Leanne has been listening and she's really enjoying your story. She says, this Pico. is amazing. I can relate to this story, Miko.
3: Pico. So uh, there's a little bit left
1: to the story. <laughs> you want to...
3: Yeah, well, so when we last kicked, picked up, uh, where do we where do we end up from? Yes. I, I was I was at the um,
0: the kitty litter. Yeah. Oh yeah, kitty the kitty litter. On litter the right,
3: right, right. Yeah. Just so, where it
0: needs to be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I've exactly. got exactly. four cats at home. If that happened those cats that would have lived their last, yeah, exactly, last day exactly
3: yeah no definitely not a normal thing so so after that we just knew that god was working and we started bible studying with other people he, he studied with his cousins in fact he studied with them so well that one of them was asked to preach at a catholic high school about the sabbath wow. and she's in grade seven to the entire grade nine class wow you know that was yeah so that was that was really huge and then um Start bringing people into the faith. And then God started telling me, he's like, listen, I need you to start plugging out from the world. I need you to empty yourself of like your secular uh, exposure so I can fill you up with my exposure. You know, mm. and, and um, one of the ways I say it is that he, he told me to turn off the television and turn on the Ellen vision. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had me start reading a lot more of the, the author that you were citing earlier. Mm. Ellen White's writings, 19th century author, amazing stuff. And one of the things he showed me is that your imagination is a gift. And what happens with Hollywood is that when you go see a movie, it fills it up with that world, and then it spits you back out into the real world, and then you're just kind of left empty because you still want to exist in that world that you just came out of. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a movie called Avatar, and and Mm -hmm. people had like something called Avatar Blues. They were depressed because the world of Avatar was so beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. whereas when you read these books, the Bible and books like The Great Controversy you're now immersed in a spiritual world that becomes the reality. Mm. It's like you're awakened to the fact that instead of like you're, you're, you're in a fake world, now your life becomes like a movie.
7: Mm. You know what I mean?
3: And so, so that's kind of what happened to me. And it, and, and it just uh, really inspired me to keep pressing forward. And I realized that I probably needed to quit my career as an actor. And so I, was ha- I had that conviction. And uh, there, there came a day where literally I woke up that morning and I heard the, the words in my head say, today's the day. And it was like, God convicted me that something's going to happen today. I didn't know what it was. I was studying the Bible. And eventually, I got a phone call that day. Literally got the phone call. It was the producers of the show. Like, Namiko, guess what? It's the third season. We got a third season of the show. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So what show is this again? This is the 15 Love Show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're promising all kinds of money. And, you know, I was just like, I didn't want to say no to this because they literally had changed the entire schedule so that, like, I could keep the Sabbath. Wow, they changed the entire like the diet so that I could not <laughs> I could have vegetarian food on set as well. You know what I mean? And all of this was happening. And I was like, the pressure now was like, I should go back to just be, you know, kind to the, the, to the producers who made all these concessions. But then I, I just felt this conviction that was like, no, it's time to make the break. It's time to make the break. And so I'm like, listen, guys, I can't come back to the, can't come back to the show. And uh, they're like, well, okay, can you just come back and do three episodes? And so for the next three days, they kept like making offers. And my agent said, okay, they want you to come back, but they're going to give you your own trailer. You don't have to talk to anybody. Hmm. And I was like, no, it's not them. It's me. This is my own decision. you know. And then the next day, they're like, listen, we can swipe off your character with the flick of our pen. But there's over a million fans in Europe, and you're a black role model, and there's very few of you, and so we think you owe it to the to the world. Oh wow, the yeah, pressure! The pressure! It was it was pressure on the enemy anything. was throwing. And, it. Yes, every the kitchen sink, the Whoa. low blows. So I'm trying to like call any spiritual leader. I'm like Mark Fidley, don't Doug <laughs>
4: Asher, somebody talk to me, you know.
3: And I, I finally got somebody to talk to, and. They didn't really understand, but they could understand I was going through something and I prayed with them and then I just, I had enough courage to stand my ground. And so I thought it was over, but it wasn't over. Because that night, uh, well, not that night, a few nights later, I was paying my mom's mortgage with the the money from acting that I was making. And she's like, oh, so we're not getting that money anymore? And she kind of was not really happy with that. So she basically hired a person to come and inspect our house so we can get exchange students. And that's another income source. But the guy comes in the house and he starts like picking up, you know, clothes in the house and moving pillows around. And he's kind of making it like we're dirty people when we're, we're really clean, making us feel really bad. Making me feel really bad because this is happening because of me. And that night, I go in my bedroom to pray and I start feeling like a weird energy in the room. I start feeling like this almost electric energy. And I was like, I, I was in tears and I couldn't pray and something was wrong. Like I, but I couldn't put my finger on what. So I go to bed. At three o'clock in the morning, the phone rings, and I'm too out of it to answer the phone, but I heard it. And my my younger brother was up playing video games and he answers the phone. After answering the phone, he's like, hey, it's for you, it's dad. I was like, dad? (laughs) And I take the phone, and it's my dad who's building a house in Jamaica. And he's building a house in Jamaica, and he's like, Namiko, you're deciding about something. What are you deciding? And I was like, about acting. He's like, I knew it. He's like, listen, I can't explain. Just don't make any decisions till I come back to Canada. Don't make any decisions till I come back to Canada. I Hang up the phone. Long story short, my dad had a supernatural vision telling him that I had to go back to acting. (laughs) Wow. He literally had a supernatural. I did not tell him I was quitting acting. But he had a supernatural vision telling him to go back to acting. And that wasn't the conviction that God was giving me. So I knew that this was number one supernatural, but I knew that it wasn't from God wow Mm. and so i was like okay this is the great controversy Mm. so this decision that i'm making it's so pivotal why Mm. why is this decision so crazy and so i go to my mom i'm like mom you know dad had we had an emotional conversation kind of like you know when you have a, a talk with your parents about everything you've ever wanted to ask them it was one of those talks and so based on that i went and talked to my mom and i said mom like why is why is everything so crazy like why why is it so intense and she basically revealed to me at that point you were dedicated to god and I was like, oh, so that's why this is happening. And she's like, that's what it looks like. You know, there's this great controversy for your life because you were dedica- You were supposed to be in ministry or serving God in some capacity. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. And so basically I, I started turning my, my mind and heart back to God, to, to working for God full time at that point. And it just was powerful because my whole vision was I wanted to make the, 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 the faith world seemed more interesting by becoming an actor. Mm. I wanted to give the Represent church, God in Hollywood. Exactly. I wanted, I wanted. And to the masses. I thought God needed some star power. Right? I thought the Christian church needed some star power, but it doesn't need star power because it already has a star.
7: Mm -hmm. And that's
3: Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, it says, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Mm. Amen. So... So what's powerful though is that Jesus doesn't want to shine alone though. Mm-hmm. He wants to shine with his co-stars which is every single one of us. <laughs> right? What's powerful, yeah, he, he wants cool. co-stars. No, for <laughs> real. And, and, and the way that he does it is he takes you, your, this, your version of the story and he's mm-hmm. like, you were a fisherman but now I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Mm-hmm. You are a shepherd boy Now I'm going to make you a shepherd of an entire nation.
7: Mm. You were
3: going to give laws to Egypt as the Pharaoh. That's too small. You give laws to the entire world when you work with me. Mm. I used to take the script and I would play it out. Now I take the scripture and I preach it out. Mm. So there's always (laughs) two versions. There's always two (laughs) versions. (laughs) Yeah, there's always two versions of who you are. Mm. But when Jesus is in your your life, the story is always much better. Mm. It's always much better. And so that's my appeal, Like just to realize that The life that you live, if it's without him, it's never going to be as amazing as it is with him in it.
1: Amen. Aren't you glad he came, Praise the Lord. Oh,
3: I just knew it
0: was going to be huge, a very, very powerful, very, very powerful testimony, Mm. which it is. Praise the Lord for that.
1: Well, somehow at this point we need to pivot. (laughs) <laughs> we do. And the pivot is because we made a comment about something at the beginning of the program that uh, our last section, our Bible study section would be about UFOs mm. in the Bible and he said that it's provable from Scripture.
0: So that's a big call, that's a big call So we, we need to we need to see how that evidence stacks up.
1: Yeah so Namiko? Mm. shall we pray
0: mm. Indeed. Let's Do it.
1: maybe Pastor Danny you can pray for
0: us Father in heaven we ask and pray that now as we move into this important time the study of your word unpacking this spiritual this spiritual war that is going on all around us and that will be present in, in, in a way that we cannot even begin to fathom just before your return Lord we need to know the truth and we pray that as our brother unpacks to us uh, these, these truths from your word I pray that our hearts and our minds will be ready
3: To hear what you have to say is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So to start this part off, it kind of starts with a story because I wasn't really interested in this subject. (laughs) UAPs and UFOs and, you know, I'm just a music acting media guy, you know. But one day, uh, me and a buddy who's a pastor, we said, hey, let's have a special uh, prayer time where we get up at six o'clock in the morning and connect with God and with each other every morning for about seven days straight. So first morning I got up to do that, felt really good. Felt really, really good. And that afternoon, uh, after work, I had to go, you know, pay up, pay my tithe. And so I, I was at a bookstore, pulled in front of the church, paid my tithe, and then got back into my vehicle. And as I sat back down in my vehicle, I remember looking directly about one kilometer in front of me. There's like a hill that goes down, and there were some houses, and I saw a giant glowing orb rise mm. up from above the houses, I'm not even kidding you. And this thing starts moving in the air, moving unlike anything I've ever seen, right? This is years ago. And so it's moving almost like, imagine like a butterfly, but in slow motion. Mm. So all kinds of directions. So it wasn't a plane, wasn't like, you know, uh, a drone. It was just moving in a weird kind of smooth way. And you can see it was pulsing. It was like orange. Wow. And so I was like, what in the world is it? And it just hit, it hit nightfall. So I start driving and I take out my inventory about that and, and, I'll, and I'll reveal it there. But I, th- I saw this thing and it flew over my head and flew towards the university and it like disappeared afterwards. But I saw it and, it, and it's on video, you know. And so I was like, what in the world did that mean? What, does the Bible say anything about UAPs and UFOs? And so if you look at Luke chapter 21,
7: mm-hmm.
3: Luke chapter 21, Jesus talks about a whole bunch of signs before his coming. Luke chapter 21 and Matthew chapter 24, um, and some of those signs, you guys know some we, of those signs. We go
1: to these chapters frequently. Pretty frequently, program. right? Exactly.
3: <laughs> so, very much so. so. It's called what, a looking up show. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what are some of those signs, right? Like famines, wars, wars, wars earthquake, earthquakes, pestilence, uh, false Christs, yeah. wars and rumors of war. You said that, uh, persecution, yeah betrayals, false prophets. Yeah. Uh, Jesus says that less, there's going to be less love. Yes. Right. The love of many shall wax distress, cold. Distress, perplexity, D- fear. Yes. Distress. For, exactly. Eating, drinking, marrying mm-hmm. in abundance. Right. But there's one sign that people tend to forget. There's one sign that's very frequently forgot. And it's in that list. Mm hmm.
4: Oh, and if you go suspense. to. Yeah. <laughs> in Luke
3: chapter 21, verse 11. Can somebody read that for me? If you have a King James, preferably.
0: hmm.
1: I have New King James. I've
0: got the New King James, but I think it says what you're after. Okay. It says, and there will be,
1: uh, mm.
0: there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful wow. sights
3: and great signs from heaven. Nuts.
1: I've noticed that before.
3: Fearful signs <laughs> and great signs Fearful sights mm-hmm. and great signs from heaven. Mm-hmm. So something in the sky. That's not normal, that causes you to fear mm-hmm. Right? So this is not weather, this is not rain, this no. is not a storm It's something specifically in the sky That's going to be fearful And it's it's a sign in heaven mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Basically a supernatural The word there is is, is, is uh, significant of a token Right? And so the question is, is there any sign Or indicator in heaven that we've seen That's increased in the last couple years what? Like earthquakes
1: UFOs. Right?
3: Exactly. UFOs <laughs> and UAPs actually. So there's a New York Times article and it's called They Are Not Alone. UFO reports surged during the pandemic. Mm. Right. So just like the earthquakes are increasing mm-hmm. and the wars are increasing, the pan- there's more sightings of Uf- UFOs and UAPs increasing currently. So it fits perfectly with the narrative. Yes, it right? does. Right. But not only that. Um, that author that you uh, cited earlier, Great Controversy, Great controversy Ellen, White, yes. Ellen White, she comments on that verse. And one of the interesting things she says is this. In the that same book, Great Controversy, page 624, she says, Fearful sights of a supernatural character will soon be revealed in the heavens in token of the power of miracle-working demons. Wow.
0: (laughs) That's that's literally word for word.
3: Literally word Um, for word. For what we've just read in Luke 21-11. Exactly. So she's citing what is there and she's interpreting that as the sign of miracle-working demons. Right? And so as you start to, you know, look into um, more and more about the UFOs and UAP sightings, you start to find some very, very interesting stuff. Um, There's uh, a... A former sergeant, an Air Force sergeant, who basically, by the name of David Fravor, Mm -hmm. in 2004, he saw and he tracked some in a a jet. And so there's these increasing uh, instances where people are seeing these all the time. And so uh, more and more is coming out. There was a, uh, where was it? It was congressional hearing on January 26th, excuse me, June 26th in the United States. Yeah, that was this year, wasn't it? That was this year. We covered Mm -hmm. that. Exactly. And they're they're coming public Mm. about this idea that, yeah, maybe there is something going on, right? Um, And even actual material. Mm. uh, So we'll we'll talk, depending Mm. on how much time we'll we'll have, we'll talk about the biological Mm. material Mm. that's recovered. So yes, they're saying this is real, right? But the challenge is is that when you study the history of this stuff, people are saying, uh, there's a guy by the name of Dr. Jacques Vallet. Right. And in the movie uh, Close Encounters of the F- uh, Third Kind, uh, the the scientist in that movie was based on him. And he basically says there's something wrong with the story of these visitors from other places. Mm. Why? Because they tend to have these ships that can fly super fast and do all these things. But then they'll land and crash and say, oh, yeah, we we had a crash and we, we need your help. We need you to start meditating <laughs> so that we can connect with your consciousness and then you can help save the planet. Wow. And that's amazing. Oh, we've got 15 seconds left. Man. So their message is not one that goes in harmony with the Bible. Mm. And not only that, but it tends to to go very similar to what possession looked like in, in, in Dark Ages times. Wow. So there's a lot of interesting things. We
1: have there. to keep talking about this. So um, Jason Horde is going to bring to us Victory in Jesus. Then we have the news. And then we're going to keep going on this subject, UFOs in the Bible.
9: Savior came from glory. How he gave his life on Calvary to save a rich like me. I heard about his droying of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented.
6: story and some sweet day
1: program it's been a marathon today and we're in our last segment but noamico has been visiting us from canada and he's been talking to us about bible the bible and ufos can you believe it mm. so uh he's and got a lot of the to bible. Share. i know that was amazing to see that text in luke 21 so take the, it away <laughs> there's so
3: much more in the bible that we you know if you give the bible a chance to speak it speaks volumes you Amen. know Um, so one of the things, I mean, I think we should just deal with the solution right now. One of the websites people can check out is alienresistance.org. And on that website, you have a lot of testimonies of people who were, uh, experienced abductions or attempted abductions, right? And then they started to say the name of Jesus and then the abductions would stop. Wow. Right. And then they would, they would basically, yeah, like they, they, you know, they would see the UFO or something would come into the room. And quite often, the the authors of this website started to notice that people who are involved with UFOs tend to also be involved in the occult. Mm. So it seemed like there was this consistent theme where wherever you saw the occult, you saw UFOs, or wherever you saw UFOs, there was the occult as well. Mm. So it looked like definitely this is demonic activity as opposed to anything, uh, you know, like they're telling you that there are people from far away. Hmm. Um, but that same author, by the way, I'd l- I'd like to share that same author from the Great Controversy. One of the things she wrote, she said is, as we near the close of time, there will be greater and still greater external parade of heathen power. Heathen deities will manifest their signal power and will exhibit themselves before the cities of the world. And this delineation has already begun to be fulfilled. Wow. And she so- wrote that in 1903. Hmm. Okay. So I was like, hold on a second. Are you saying that UFOs were appearing in 1903? Then I actually found a story, in the Stockton Evening Mail, November twenty seventh, eighteen ninety six. Wow! There was a general by the name of H. G. Shaw, and he was riding on a horse, and he said he saw a ship that was crashed, like like a ship, right? Almost like he he you know they used um, uh, boat ships back mm. then, but he said this was like a flying ship, <laughs> silvery, and there was three men who looked like they were from Mars. They were wearing like silvery clothing, and his horse wouldn't go anymore. It stopped. And he's trying to get the horse to go, and then the horse wouldn't go. Then the three uh, beings approached him, and he went up to them, and he said, what are you guys here for? And they spoke some weird language. Then they tried to grab him to pull him onto the ship, and he resisted them. This is all in the the Stockton Evening Mail. It's published just outside of uh, California, uh, Lodi, California. And he resisted them, and then he says, no, get unhand me. And then they basically said, okay, he's fighting back. And then they turned around, jumped in the ship, and flew away.
4: wow Wow. this
3: is literally recorded in 1896 1896 so this is not a new phenomenon (laughs) right and basically the bible is pointing to the evidence that this is something that is part of the last day movement because one of the things we see and this is somebody else's interpretation of this but in revelation chapter 16 verse 13 and 14 it says and then i saw three unclean spirits like frogs not That were frogs, like frogs, Mm -hmm. come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophets. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Now, when you think about that, right, Mm. what do frogs look like? They're green, Mm. slender arms and legs, Mm. and have big black eyes. Mm. So Mm. when you think about how UFOs Ah. are typically depicted... Mm. Yeah, I thought about that right? before. Wow, <laughs> right. Wow, wow. Aliens, like aliens. Exactly. They do. Green bodies, big black eyes, right? Yeah. Slender limbs and stuff like that. Well, it says basically that these things are going to go forth to the to the kings and the rulers of the earth to try to convince them that they need to do something.
0: All right. <laughs> You've got a You shared this statement. (laughs) This is, this, this, you can't make this stuff up. Go ahead. ahead. You shared earlier from Great Controversy, page 624, Mm -hmm. fearful sights of Mm -hmm. a supernatural character will soon be revealed in the heavens in token of the power of miracle working demons. You Mm -hmm. shared that. Now Mm -hmm. let me continue reading. The spirits of devils will go forth to the kings of the earth. You're reading that from Revelation 16 and to the whole world to fasten them in deception and mm-hmm. urge them on to unite with Satan in his last struggle against wow. the government of heaven. By these agencies, rulers and subjects, so that's everyone,
3: mm-hmm. will be alike deceived. Whoa. Wow. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Mic exactly. drop yeah exactly that, you know it's funny that was literally my next slide oh, yes. we are on the same page you are not yeah. going back to Canada yeah. you are going to be our regular no I'm just so you know but the Bible's there It's it's speaking to this it's real you know And so um, it's just powerful because, you know, people are beginning to question. They're having Mm -hmm. doubts about, like, what UFOs really mean. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. people who are completely secular. So, like, in this book, Messengers of Deception, Dr. Jacques Vallée, he says this, The expectation of contact with space visitors promotes the concept of political unification of our planet. Through the belief in space entities, a strong and beautiful yearning for global peace is expressing itself. Wow! wow global <laughs> right? peace! Oh. So it's all about coming together for the sake of global peace and we got to you know come together have but mercy. under what auspices? right? Yeah. Is it rejecting the God of the Bible and rejecting oh. Jesus? And some of these messages that people have recorded are all doing that. Mm-hmm. Denying the Bible or changing the Bible and changing who Jesus really is. And so we know that this is re- leading in a, in a bad direction, but the, the thing is, is that people who are atheists who don't believe in the supernatural are going to be inclined Absolutely. to start to believe in this stuff because they're going to see it. Because mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. is believing. Mm-hmm. Seeing is believing for a lot of people. You understand? Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. a deception. So so the idea is us as Bible believers, we have to say, yeah, we see that, but we also know who's the true king of this mm-hmm. universe and what the, 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 the plan is for the last days, mm-hmm. what the program is. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and we know that this is all building up to a, an even greater deception than all of that. Right? So, um... You know, one of, the, one of the cool things that I tell people is that, though, that's not the only thing that the Bible says about the other worlds. There's actually some, a little bit of good news, right? Because God's world is uh, a lot bigger than most people realize. Uh, Amen. Quite often Christians tend to state that there's only um, this world that, that is the, the entire uh, creation that God has created. But if you look at Luke chapter 15, we should just take a look at this because yeah, there's a good yeah. side to this. Luke chapter 15 Verses 4 to 5, Jesus is giving a a beautiful parable where he says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. Right? But then six, verse six and seven says, and when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors saying unto them, rejoice with me for I have found my sheep, which was lost. I say unto you that likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Mm. So here's my question to you. Which people on earth... Don't need repentance. Nobody. Everyone needs repentance. Everyone needs repentance. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All have sinned, right? So Isaiah 53 verse 6 says it. It says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have Mm -hmm. turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Mm -hmm. So in other words, this entire planet is lost. This Mm -hmm. entire planet Mm -hmm. is the lost sheep. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. So if there's one lost sheep... Then who are the other 99? Mm. That's, the, that's the other planets. That's the other God's creations. Created. Exactly. Unlooking yeah. universe. Exactly. That same mm. author that you just mm-hmm. cited earlier. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read one thing from her. She says this, By the lost sheep, Christ represents not only the individual sinner, but the one world that had apostatized mm. and been ruined by sin. The inhabitants of all other worlds are loyal and true to God, but he will not permit this one lost sheep to perish. The God of heaven is not unmindful of the world and its concerns.
7: Mm.
4: So God has
3: a massive universe out mm. there, but this is the only one that fell. Yeah. Well, right? in Job, you've got the sons of God and they come, you know, and Satan
0: represents this world. Um, there's a
3: conversation about that okay. a, we'd there's have a, to talk about that there's, there's, a, there's a there's a conversation, conversation. There's, there's a conversation. conversation about that but you you're, you're, the, the idea is that god's universe is much bigger god mm. is much more powerful than we give him credit for mm. and even though the stuff that's going to happen in these last days will happen doesn't mean that he's not in control mm. he's just wanting his his children who believe in him to say i'm going to take a stand because bible prophecy showed us what's going to happen mm. Mm. Well, and paul we talks about right. this well being
0: a theater it mm-hmm. is. That's, right. that's
3: that's literally the theme text for my my testimony. First mm-hmm. Corinthians four nine, I believe mm-hmm. it is. You know, so so one hundred percent. I believe that we're living in the most interesting interesting time in which you can live.
1: Wow! Wow! Perfect. Uh, thing to say on this show
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah. and by the way I've looked at that um, website and people can go to that website that you mentioned alienresistance.org mm-hmm. and I'm just looking at it right now And yeah. I should also
3: plug my website yeah go too. for it, go uh, for it. <laughs> my website is sound, uh, dot org. So dot org. I also have a, ch- a channel on YouTube Certain Sound Media we're going to be re- relaunching the channel and putting out some new 3D animated content in the form of devotionals Pretty soon. So we're pretty stoked about so that. So what's your YouTube called again? Certain Sound Media. Certain Sound Media. Certain Sound Media, yeah. Excellent. And also on Facebook and, and uh, yeah, my name on Instagram is there if anybody wants to see what's going on.
0: And you've put together one album worth of music thus yes, far. Yes, uh, How can people access
3: that? Um, right now, it's the, the albums are being sold physically, but those are almost out. <laughs> and it should be on, on uh, not on Spotify, but Apple Music. Okay. But pretty soon we're going to have a relaunch on, on new channels and new platforms. Okay. So.
0: As long as you've got your central bank digital currency <laughs> up and running right. and your digital ID, you'll be able to tap into th- that
3: purchase. <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay. I, I, you might be able to hear me on the street if you go downtown banging on some some uh, some with some sticks. Busking. and Yeah, exactly, busking, you know. That might be the only way to hear some, some Christian artists pretty mm. soon, you know. Wow. Um,
1: so you shared, uh, have you got any stories about... UFOs like good.
3: Oh man! Um, okay, well I can share a testimony. Yeah, yeah, a testimony um,
1: would be good.
3: because the Bible says that you know uh, be careful because some of you have entertained angels unawares. Mm. Paul talks about that, and yes. so we have angels, Habers that are all around that. us. Exactly, yeah. we have angels that are all around us, and um, one of the most amazing instances that happened was you know sometimes we hear about miracles happening in India or like Africa or the Caribbean. It's almost like the Holy Spirit can't get a visa to come into like the Western world, right? Like he gets rejected at customs or something, you know? And so you're like, why, why don't we see more miracles? Well, the thing is, is that man's extremity is God's opportunity. Mm. When we reach our max, God is like, ah, now I can do something for you because you can't do it for yourself. Yes. And so uh, we were doing some uh, meetings in Montreal. We were doing depression recovery meetings along with some evangelistic series. And we were, you know, sharing the word of God. And we had some Bible studies that we had ordered from, from Amazing Facts But we can only afford one box, but we needed two. So we got that one box, and then on a Saturday, I fell ill, and it just so happened that the door was knocked that same day. And it was the UPS guy with another box. And he's like, hey, we have this extra box for you. And I was like, but I didn't pay for that box. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, looking at the receipt, 100% sure this is a mistake. You should probably send it back because we didn't pay for it. I don't want Doug Basher to come after me and talk bad about me. And, you know, it's, it's Ooh, huge platform. It's very dangerous. Yeah, very yeah dangerous, right, duggies. right. So, so anyway, they send it back. And then in my email, I start seeing um, a package rejected by amazing uh, recipient. Package sent back to amazing facts. Package rejected by amazing facts. It's giving okay. me the email updates. And I'm like... Call them, I'm like, why'd you guys reject the package? They're like, oh, if we receive it again, we have to pay a fee. (laughs) So we just rejected it. I was like, no, 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 send it back, send it to Canada, send it again. They're like, sorry, we can't do anything because it's now in the hands of the uh, shippers. And so I call the shippers. They say basically, when both sides have rejected the package, it goes to package purgatory and it's destroyed after two weeks, right? (laughs) That's basically, literally, that's what he's basically describing. It's like a federal Mm. government owns Mm. it now and it gets destroyed. So I said, I had some friends call UPS. We got on our knees, started praying and fasting for like three weeks. Finally, my friend Stephen, he said, listen, it's destroyed. I call four different people in the shipping. I work in shipping, and I talk to all the head people in, in UPS. The package is gone. I was like, are you sure, Stephen? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, well, that's really funny because this morning my mom drove to go to work, and sometimes she forgets something, so she'll stop the car, and I can hear her. She'll run back up the stairs, knock on the front door, and I'll run and say, what would you forget, Right. So I ran to the front door and I say, what would you forget, Mom? She's like, I didn't forget anything. She's just, There's just this package sitting on the front porch. And I look down and it's 6 o'clock in the morning and the package is sitting there on my front porch. Wow. wow. I look down the street. Nobody's there. Look the other way. Nobody's there. Look up in the sky. <laughs> Thank you, God. About an hour later, the, the, the mailman does his route an hour after that. Uh, the other guys everybody does a route but God literally delivered that package praise the the Lord praise the Lord
0: wow
1: Wow. well this song is perfect uh, to come right after that it's by Brian Moss to him who is able God is able amen
0: amen
10: to him who is able to keep you from falling to present you before his glorious presence without fault And with great joy To Him who is able to keep you from falling To present you before His glorious presence without fault And with great joy To the only God, our Savior Be glory, majesty, power and authority Through Jesus Christ our Lord Before all ages and now and forevermore Amen
1: beautiful song Brian Moss to him who is able Mm. well it's been such a treat to have you in studio today with us um, Namiko and my pleasure uh, absolutely this time we just want to give you just like a minute or two uh, to just share with our listeners what would be the final thoughts that you would like to share with them wow challenge appeal whatever you like sure and then we'll Um, close in prayer
3: I mean I think just the fact that God has chosen you to be alive at this period in earth's history is so key, and it means that you're really special. It means that you are incredibly special. No matter how you woke up this morning feeling, I want you to realize that you're special. In fact, I'm going to read you one quick little statement. It says here, We were brought into existence because we were needed. Mm. And it is a sad thought that if we stand on the wrong side, in the ranks of the enemy, we are lost to the design of our creation. Mm. And have you ever tried to put on, like, the wrong shoe on the wrong foot? (laughs) Like it, it's all not the time the all foot the, time. That, the foot that it's not designed for <laughs> you know what I mean mm. right but like when you put the right shoe on on the right foot mm. it fits and I think like most of us are, are walking around living the wrong life yeah. and and God is just saying listen I want my I want your life to fit Amen my hand. In the perfect way, just like the right shoe fits the right foot, you Amen. know? So so the way that that happens is you just surrender your life to him mm-hmm. because so many exciting and amazing things are happening in this world and about to happen. And he wants them to happen to you and for you. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, hey, listen, give him a shot. If you ever walked away from God, if uh, you never tried God before, listen, I promise you he's real. Oh, how much time do I have?
1: We have like a minute an extra Oh we minute. got a minute.
3: Man, I could give you some other testimonies. <laughs> Maybe this might be the perfect place to to, to Okay, so there's this new thing that I've been doing. Can I can I Go for it, it. go for, for it. I call it the ritual. Okay? R-I-C-H-U-A-L. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay? Ritual. The ritual. Mm-hmm. Right. Why? Because in Matthew chapter excuse me, Malachi chapter three verse ten, God says, Test me with the tithe. Mm-hmm. Don't just test me by asking me for a sign and all. He's like, test me with your money. Put your money where your mouth is, Mm -hmm. and I will show you that I will outgive you Mm. because I'm God. Mm. You can't give more than me because Mm -hmm. I am love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so God says, do this. So I had some friends that said, okay, there's something in the Old Testament called the double tithe. Basically, you give the first 10% to the storehouse, which we believe Mm as Seventh day Adventist is the Seventh day Adventist church. The second 10%, you give to some benevolent cause, Mm -hmm. somebody who's poor, anything like that. And if you do that for life, it's going to bless you. Okay, so my friend did this out of high school, out of high school. My excuse me, my friend's friend did this out of high school. Out of high school, he got a software engineering job, one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year, and he's like, okay, I'm doing this for life, and I'm recommending people do this as a test. For a certain period of time, give God a second tithe, 20% mm. of your income, and see what he will do. I had a person who was in Los Angeles. She did it. She was homeless in Chicago. Excuse me. Now she, she was working a job, a hairdressing in Los Angeles.
1: Wow. So God is real.
3: God is real. And that's the main thing. You start to see mm. that he is real through this. It's, forget about the money. It's not about the money. It's one way that you mm. see that God is actually active. And, and God wants to be your partner. He, he wants, wants to, to be partner, your partner with you yes. in life. Yes. That's what tithing is literally all about. Exactly. exactly.
0: And building up the kingdom of God, seeking first his
3: kingdom. Wow. This, this is a wild cha- challenge. I know most people wouldn't challenge, but I'm saying I've done it three times and I've seen every single time the persons have come actually here mm. in Australia in, in uh, Hamilton Church. White uh, excuse me, White Tower Church. Somebody's already said they've already gotten a check. Wow, wow. I'm not even joking.
1: Well, in 30 seconds, can you pray for our listeners? <laughs>
3: Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for just the fact that you're real, Lord. Mm. Uh, many people don't really experience you as a real God or a loving God. And if that's the case, I'm asking that you intervene. Do something special so that whoever's listening, whoever needs this, hears this, experiences God for the first time if they surrender their heart to you mm. so that they can walk away knowing that they've been touched by God, and they can hold on to you for the rest of time. Amen. Thank you so much for your love, for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen.
1: Well, thank you so much again for being here. It's been it's been good. And uh, next week, we're going to continue these these themes, these thoughts, aren't we, Pastor David? Amen, amen. We've got so much to, to look forward to. So we look forward to your company, same time, same place, next week. And until then, remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up, and may God bless you all. Have a wonderful afternoon.
9: Keep
6: looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into The depths of the sea
10: His love is
6: always there for me
10: that outlaws darkness hope that's in the blood this future grace this mine today that Jesus Christ has won so I can face tomorrow for tomorrow's in your hands all I need will provide just like you always have I'm fighting a battle you've already won no matter what comes my way I will overcome don't know what you're doing but I know what you've done I'm fighting a battle You've already won There's mercy in the waiting Man for today When it's gone, I'll know you're not You are my hope and stay When the sea is raging Your spirit is my help He'll fix my eyes on Jesus Christ I'll say that it is well Oh, I know that it is Savior, my defense No more fear in life or death I know how the story Savior, my defense No more fear in life or death I know how the story ends I'm fighting a battle You've already won No matter comes my way I will overcome Don't know what you're doing But I know what you've done I'm fighting a battle You've already won I'm fighting a battle